Hello, good people, and welcome back to Discarded. I'm your host, Jennifer Brantley, attorney, entrepreneur, military spouse, the list goes on. But I think you and I are going to become really great friends. And that's because, like so many of you, I wear a lot of hats, okay? And that's a good thing because I do like a good hat. What I want to do with the Discarded Podcast is share with you a few things that I believe. And what I believe is that you may have been scarred, you may have been bruised, but your story isn't over yet. And in fact, your story is whatever you say it is. But first, you have to let some things go. So let's do that together and one step at a time. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Discarded. Now, today I'm talking to Miss Crystal Adayamo, founder of the Blue Bijou, California native, former military brat, current mother and military spouse, and licensed nurse, cosmetologist, and a host of other things. Welcome, Crystal. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself with our listeners? Thank you for having me here. I'm happy to be here. I um, no, I think you pretty pretty much covered my my introduction there. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. That's what everybody says. I, I tend to kind of capture it in a nutshell. So that's always good. Um, but so you told me that Blue is your nickname, and you've also integrated your nickname into the name of your company. Where did that nickname come from, Blue? Um. So, like most of us, I have. Some, some deep southern people in my family <laughs> and so uh blue was an affectionate uh or affectionate uh nickname that i got as a kid uh-huh. um and then it's just kind of transformed into its own identity as i've gotten older um so it has many meanings so of course it means home when my family is using it um and then as far as it, within my company um, it translates to the blue jewel. So within my company, I have many aspects of um, my creations and things like that. So they're just kind of an offering of my inner gems, if you will, for my gems. So that's how it translates within my company. Oh, I love that name. So tell us what tell us about the blue bijou. What what is it that you do? What are some of the aspects of what you do? Um, I guess the best way I could describe it is um, it's kind of um, an abstract wellness company. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that uh, because I am an artist at heart. And so I like to look at all of my professions as different art forms, if that makes sense. Um, So I have the medical background. Um, I'm also a licensed cosmetologist. 
Um, and of course, being from California, I grew up and have been so inspired by art as a child um, that I also do a lot of different um, art forms as a hobby. But now I've decided to move some of those art forms to the forefront. And one of those is abstract painting. So, um, and my model is be well, be better. Um, and so basically I'm utilizing my inner gems, hence the blue bijou, um, to inspire others through transformation to discover their own or to become more comfortable with presenting their inner jewels. That's amazing. And so I know that you also have some great skincare products, as I saw when I first met you officially in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I walked into your beautifully decorated home and your dedicated workspace. And as you just mentioned, I saw some of the most beautiful paintings in there. Um, and I think I asked you about them and learned that you were the artist. And that makes perfect sense. Everything you said about inner gems makes sense because a beautiful soul creates beautiful pieces of art. Um, <laughs> but you, you mentioned you know, kind of growing up and being artistic. So has art always been in your spirit? How did you develop your love and your skill for, I guess, really creating things? Oh my gosh, yeah, that's always, I, I feel like what I do actually, not feel like, I know what I do yeah. is legacy work. Um, I come from a line of such amazing creators and creative minds and geniuses within my own family. Mm -hmm. um, the healthcare aspect, you know, the, the healing aspects coming from my aunt on my mother's side and uh, being around her, watching her, you know, as a nurse and things of that nature when I would come visit every summer um, and just you know, the healing aspect of things, and as well as now she's an evangelist. Um, so the spiritual aspect within the healing. Um, and then my mother, who also did hair, um, and my other aunts on my father's side, who owned a shop and did hair as well. So, um, and then of course, growing up in the city, and um, I have dancers, my father is a musician, my uncle's a musician. So as you could imagine, like I just grew up in a busy world of just all these different crafts and ways of just connecting with people. So all of them have impacted me so deeply that I'm like, I can't just choose one. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, that's a lot. And, yes. and that's great that you have all of that creativity in your life to have pulled from. Um, and so speaking of creativity, you post some of the most inspirational social media posts. Um, and you know I'm all about positive affirmation. So I have the positive affirmation decks I created. And I truly believe in the power of speaking confidence and healing. I use that word over ourselves and over our lives. And so you just said something that really spoke to me um, when you corrected yourself because you said, I feel like, and then you changed it to, no, I know that what yeah. I'm doing is legacy work. And I love that you did that because I think that we have to be so intentional with our words. Um, and it seems like you're the same mind. Um, so one of the, the posts that you recently put up said this, there's a deep healing and confrontation. I never thought I would be so comfortable with discomfort. Confrontation is being open to new information, but if the ego is present, the pathway is blocked. 
And I thought that was so powerful. And then you followed up with some affirmation statements. So I love that statement. Um, and if you remember posting, because sometimes I ask people if they remember what they post, and they're like, uh, <laughs> what what inspired that? <laughs> what inspired that post? Oh I mean, my gosh. Is it personal experience <laughs> or, or what? Absolutely. I mean, I think most of what we give to the world, we have to experience first before we can even do that. Yeah. Um, I know the the frame of mind, I don't know how anyone else feels, but man, the pandemic just really revealed me to me. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, being within the scope of military lifestyle and all of that, you're constantly having to see what you're made of and your ability to adapt and be agile in unknown circumstances and things of that nature. And in order for you to kind of navigate things, you know, you have to be open to new information. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Otherwise, you stay stagnant and you, you know, you stay in a space of um, just not really well stagnation. Not growing. Yeah. Yeah. You're not growing because you're, yeah, not, you're not growing. putting more into you. <laughs> Exactly. So particularly, though, when I made that post, um, it was more so about um, communication and just Mm. kind of, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but a lot of times I've noticed lately what I'm experiencing inside, you can always see. And so just with everything happening, it just, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of polarities and there's a lot of, um, not a lot of forward moving because a lot of people are not open to new information. And so I've learned through the pandemic um, that a lot of my ability to be resilient is in being uncomfortable, understanding that this discomfort is coming either because I'm ignorant or, you know, in a space of lack of information or unknown territory and understanding that confronting that gets you on the other side um, to a solution and you know you grow for the better because now you know and you discover things that you didn't know before so I've grown to become very comfortable with being uncomfortable because that means that I'm learning I'm developing I'm progressing and so yeah I open it I I welcome it (laughs) yes as we all should I mean growth is something that we should all aspire to and you know in the military community they always say you know bloom where you're planted so no matter where you are make sure that you're creating opportunities for that growth and that you're not blocking your own um your own development because you're not open to receiving something new and so when you put that post up you also gave some affirmations that i just want to share listeners with you guys in case you've been facing kind of the same thing so You can repeat these to yourself. You can write them down. You can create your own affirmations. But the ones Crystal put are, I am open to new information. I move through confrontation with ease. And I surrender all that blocks my path to better understanding and that seeks to bring about dis-ease. And so I love those. And so you mentioned, you know, kind of the resiliency that comes with having been first a military brat and black brat and then a military <laughs> spouse. Um, and so talking about the word resiliency, I know that you have had to kind of overcome a lot of challenges over the course of your life. So those two things, and then at the age of 16 or on the cusp of turning 16, 
you had um, a, a very huge challenge that I don't know a lot of people would face and come out on the other side on top. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, at age 15, just three days before my sweet 16, mm-hmm. uh, my mother passed away from lupus. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, it's, you know, I've grown so okay with that because mm-hmm. I, I accept um, that her absence means lack, that there's an absence of suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally good with it today, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. that takes time. It's 20 years later now. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, that, that has taught me so much uh, through, um, you know, having to adapt as a child, as mm-hmm. a, a sibling, as an older sibling, um, and then doing that within a military lifestyle and then continuing to do that because now, you know, I'm continuing my journey as a wife and a mother. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that's going to always be a constant front with me, you know, back going back to be, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, in order for me to continue to move forward past that, I constantly have to confront that at different milestones in my life. Um, but it's become a comfort because I feel like as I'm, growing and developing my business as I stated to you in the beginning with it being a legacy thing I kind of feel like I get to continue a journey with my mother in spirit of that so yeah probably good with it (laughs) yeah well that that is beautiful and you use the word acceptance and I feel like when it comes to grief and growth both um, acceptance is probably something that um, would help us come through get different storms whatever they may be um and you went back and talked again about the legacy aspect which is what i was i was going to touch on on next yet yeah, now here you are <laughs> you know mind. you did you and i love it when that happens but here you are now a mother um in your own right and you've kind of alluded to the fact that you know you're creating a legacy with your mom and with her legacy at the same time so how do you kind of make sure that your mother's influence on you touches or, or uh, trickles down to your own children oh my goodness well one what what i've learned especially through examination of myself recently and the best thing about having siblings is you know you find that you're you're the greatest aspects of your parents if you allow yeah. yourself to see it that way um which took me a minute to get there but through my children they've definitely helped me to see that because i can see the best parts of me in them mm-hmm. um and so as i continue to push forward and be resilient and raise raising myself within building business and gaining more knowledge you know for my own personal develop development of course, I'm always keeping in the form how this will impact them. Um, how does this inspire them to, you know, move forward um, in their life to develop or build whatever they want to uh, for themselves and their identity? And um, am I doing my due diligence to introduce that? They definitely inspire every aspect of my being as far as the continuum of uh the legacy when i'm not here anymore yeah and so there you go reading my mind again because that's what i (laughs) wanted to talk about next so you talk about your children often as well so um 
another post that you put up uh, talked about the pressure that today's world puts on people to have it all or to have something going for themselves. And you talked about that in the context, especially of young people and our children and how, you know, it kind of incites them to push themselves to a place of darkness because they're trying to achieve more. So you said they drive themselves into a dark space in the name of more. Why do you feel like the world is increasingly moving towards this kind of ideology that you have to be bigger, you have to be better, you have to be perfect, you have to have this, you have to have that? Or has it always been a thing? Um, um, I think in the nature of wanting to grow and progress Mm -hmm. in that aspect, it's always been there. Um, because if you're living, then naturally you're going to always be curious or wanting to develop or be competitive against the information that you learned yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as societal, um, aside from the obvious things of competitiveness and capitalism and things of that nature, um, I I think with so many distractions and so much desperation um, and wanting to have good things for yourself and your family, a lot of people think that the way towards that is, you know, being distracted with uh, material things. Mm. Um, And that tends to become the center focus and and drive within family and things of that nature um, because of the lack mindset of thinking that um, you know, having standard or having what is quote unquote traditional living or lifestyle, um, and just really having gratitude for the simple things is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then also, I don't know, society gives us enough time to really sit and be in gratitude, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I definitely get the rat race. Um, which is why I wrote what I wrote because that day I had to sit my own self down Um, because I think there is also an innocence in the rat race where you have so many gifts you have so many things you want to present to the world and you get so excited about that that sometimes you lose sight of those those gifts are also there for you Mm. Um, like like we said earlier you kind of have to experience those things for you first before you even give that to other people Right. Because um, I'm definitely a huge believer in, I believe God gives us our gifts to serve us, to be in service of others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely, you know, through seeing how big my children are now, <laughs> uh, life has just moved so fast that I just had to stop for a moment and say, hey, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, I can still hug and kiss my husband in the midst of a pandemic. My children are smiling and they're breathing and, you know, we, we don't have suffering in our family in a, in a way that's devastating our family. And anything else, like anything else is a cherry on top, I believe is what I say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what I love, too, that you did in that post was that you, like you just said now, you took the time to celebrate how your own children are thriving in the midst of the madness. Um, And how in the midst of overcoming your own obstacles, those in your own life, you've also still been able to be a change maker for them. Um, So what do you think parents and and villages, too, because I'm not a parent myself, but I'm part of, you know, many children's villages, teachers, church members, aunts, uncles, godparents. 
what can we do to kind of shield our children from uh, the rat race to the extent that it it overcomes them or overwhelms them? Um, I think just getting, again, kind of slowing down the environment in a way where, how you said earlier, being intentional. Mm -hmm. Like when we're having conversations with people, you know, intentionally asking our children how they're feeling, what are they experiencing, what are they into, what are some of their hobbies? Because, you know, half the time if they're moving with us, they don't have time to stop and even think about what they want. Mm -hmm. They just know the schedules and the programs that they're born into. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So I think just, you know, with the the community aspects of things, like my children play sports and stuff like that. So sewing into our children in a way where we're intentional with our time with them, we're encouraging them, we're allowing them to know that it's okay to learn and develop and make mistakes and, you know, things of that nature. And just... um, And then also just being transparent with your own experience in a way where you're allowing yourself to be human so that they understand that, okay, you know, uh, you know, Mrs. Brantley or, you know, mommy or whoever, whoever, you know, I, I know they have these roles and they do these amazing things, but I also know this side of them where they love music or they paint or, you know, they, they develop or they work in the community and do these different things with other people. They get to see you as a human, you know what I mean? And that's like really huge for me and my girls where I'm like, I don't ever want to be a hypocrite to where they see a perfect image of a woman because I'm their mother and they don't understand how I came to be. Ooh, I love that. I I love that. That was really good. Um, <laughs> and so you mentioned basically all of this is a way of sewing into your children or the children who are part of your village. But what about sewing into ourselves? You talked about transparency. Um, you talked about how you kind of sat down and had to check yourself on that day when you wrote that post. Mm-hmm. But how do we? How do you suggest we keep our own cups full? so that we can continue to sow into and pour into our children? Um, I think definitely um, doing the best you can to create balance for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know I, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely for a long time suffered with the superwoman complex. Yes, ma'am. And I still have to fight against it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when you are such a capable individual, you think that that means you have to just do so much. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, like I said, your capabilities are there to be in service of you. So like, you know, with my cosmetology and making my body products, a matter of fact, I was joking um, with another superwoman, super, uh, fellow super, superwoman uh-huh. <laughs> about we were talking about um, being intentional with like self-care, taking yep. a bath. When's the last time you soaked in a tub? Yep. And in order for you to have that level of intention, you kind of have to reprogram your brain to say, okay, I'm going to slow down this week. That's what I was sharing with her. I said, you know, one week I have a week where I have all my meetings and all of my superhuman productivity, you know? Yep. And then I have another week where I'm like, okay, I'm going to prioritize my Tuesday and my Thursday and I'm going to sit my butt in the bathtub <laughs> and, you know, put my nice petals and salts and yeah. all of that good stuff and just give myself a moment to even think about what I want to do with my week or 
what are my priorities in a way where I'm not having a burnout you know what I mean Mm. and burnout is something we definitely do not want especially when we have little ones who are watching us and, Mm. and watching our every move so I think that's all really great. I think it's a good way to uh, mentally program ourselves, which you also mentioned, you know, to avoid tricking ourselves out of our own joy. And boy, will we do it. We sure will. (laughs) With a quickness, okay? It doesn't take anything. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But so it has been, I don't want to hold you too long, but it has been so great speaking with you. I think that you dropped some really great words of wisdom Are there any final words that you would give someone who's maybe working through their own healing or trying to find balance between keeping themselves charged and then also serving others? What final words would you give someone um, just kind of in the same situation? Uh, Absolutely. I don't want to sound cliche, but Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, be gentle with yourself in the process. Um, understand that it took a long time for you to get some of this programming and some of these habits that you have. Um, so it's okay if you fall off the wagon and decide to become superhuman one week and you experience a burnout. It's okay to start again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every day that you step step out of bed and put your feet down is a whole new day for you to start again. So, you know, don't beat yourself up if you, you know, if you find yourself falling off the bandwagon of goals that you have for yourself or, um, you know, even people in your life that need you and things like that, you know, it's okay to reprogram yourself to prioritize yourself because if you're not here, who do they have to call? You know what I mean? And I like that imagery of stepping out of bed because it made me think of that meme where it, it's like Satan is like, oh no, she's up. Oh, yes, she's up and she is ready. She's up. Yes, <laughs> I love it. So if, if our listeners want to find out more about you or the Blue Bajou or any of the number of great things that you are doing, where can they find you? What websites, what sh- social media handles? So in the name of slowing down, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the fall to finally launch my website awesome. in the meantime um, you can definitely find me on all socials at the blue bijou um, um, mainly on IG uh, lady blue I believe on twitter um, and uh, the blue bijou at gmail.com if you need to email me about anything um, and then until then, just stay posted and then you'll see the bluebajou.com on the way. And can you spell that for them really quickly? Yes, it is B L E U B I J O U X. Awesome. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Crystal, so much again. I love conversations like these because they speak to my spirit as well or remind me of some some great things especially about slowing down um and checking ourselves so so thanks so much for coming on and for feeding me um and for also feeding our listeners it has been such a pleasure thank you the pleasure is all mine That wraps up yet another episode of the Discarded Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. But it doesn't have to end here. What you can do is help us to grow 
and help the people you know. Subscribe to Discarded wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, 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 if you like what you hear, leave a review. It only takes a moment. It's super easy. And doing things like that, subscribing, leaving a review, and even just sharing the podcast through your platform helps us get found by others. In addition, you can become a guest on Discarded by using the link in the show notes and show description to leave a voice message for us. Who knows, you may just hear your voice on a future episode. Join us next Friday as we discard something else on our way to making your life story a bestseller. I can't wait to grow with you.